it's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything districts one and two, week in, week out in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and for the second week in a row, we're joined by Christian Wiener. Christian, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm glad even with all my my mispronunciations last week that you decided to, to bring me back in for a second go around. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we're glad to have you back. Uh, you're uh, really plugged into what's going on up there in, in North Idaho. Uh, again, Christian is a new member to the IdahoSports.com team this year. He's uh, doing some writing for us. He writes the weekend preview each week. Uh, you're going to start broadcasting for us soon coming up on, on the schedule for North Idaho game night as well. And again, remind people of your background, where do you live and what you do? Yeah. So I, I live right now in Bonners Ferry, Idaho, up here at the, the very Northern part of, of this, the beautiful state of Idaho. And, uh, I just moved here a couple months ago. Um, uh, my wife's family has lived out here in Idaho for about seven or eight years now. Um, but my wife and I went to school in Virginia. Um, I was actually grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, but yeah, when I was in Virginia at school, I studied journalism, got a degree in that, did a bunch of sports broadcasting and writing for some different um, outlets there. And so came here and kind of just got plugged in with, with IdahoSports.com and really enjoying uh, being involved with all the stuff going on up here in North Idaho. Well, we're glad to have you aboard as a new member to the team. Your work is outstanding uh, thus far, and will only continue to be, I'm sure. So um, let's let's dive right into it. Uh, we got a full rundown of things to get to. We'll start with football last week. There was a lot of big games that we could talk about, but I think the biggest story was at the smallest level, ironically enough. The 1AD2, the Kendrick Tigers took on Oakley. In a battle of defending state champs, Kendrick, the defending 1AD2 champs, Oakley, the defending 1AD1 champs, they met for a neutral site game in Cambridge, which is where Tri-Valley uh, plays their football games over in western Idaho. And this was a wild back-and-forth affair, and Kendrick gets the late-game victory, 52-48. to This was a fun game. Oh, yeah. It was super exciting game to watch. I know I tuned in a little bit because it was kind of in that, that earlier slate there on Friday um, last week. And so I got to see a little bit at the beginning of the game. But man, reading the, the write up on it, it was just such a back and forth affair um, and a huge win for Kendrick. I mean, they're the, the 1AD2 level, so even a smaller school than Oakley at the 1AD1 level. And I mean, to come out and get that win is, is really huge. They're, again, Kendrick's coming off of the state championship last year. They only lost one player and now to beat presumably the best team in 1AD1 this year. I mean, I, I don't know that anyone's going to be able to, to stop Kendrick if they can stay healthy and, and continue playing the way they have so far this season. Definitely. That was a game that we had on IdahoSports.com. So uh, fans were able to tune in and watch. And yeah, the, the kickoff got moved up. It was supposed to be six o'clock, got moved up to four o'clock because then the officials for that game had to go somewhere else to do a second game that Friday night. So that's what happened there. Kendrick um, took the lead with what, 42 seconds to go. Ty Kep finds Jagger Hewitt for a 10 yard touchdown. And then they get an interception to, to seal the game basically on, on Oakley's last drive. Kep, 294 yards, five touchdowns through the air, 149 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He just does it again. And Jagger Hewitt also had a very nice game receiving-wise. 11 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Can anybody stop this Kendrick offense this year? 
I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you look at, at Oakley last week, I mean, they, they played Prairie who normally has a, a very solid offense and they shut them out. And then this week for Kendrick to come out and put up 52 points on them. I mean, that's, that's huge. And even defensively too, I know, you mentioned Jagger Hewitt uh, there, his receiving stats. He was the one who had that game-winning interception there at the end, too. So, I mean, and Oakley has a uh, – the Hornets have a great offense, too. So, I mean, you know, I think that, that Kendrick's looking very good so far this year, and I, I honestly don't see anyone stopping them, like I said, if they can stay healthy the rest of the way. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch them as they continue to progress. They're playing an out-of-state opponent this week, uh, Wilbur Creston Keller. I think I said that it's a mouthful to say, but the out of state opponent for Kendrick this week, and we'll see how they do. Uh, let's, let's swing all the way up to five a now where uh, you had Coeur d'Alene hosting Sandpoint, uh, the five a Vikings, the four a Bulldogs. This was a really close game last year. Coeur d'Alene won, won the contest. And for the second year in a row, the Vikings turned back the Bulldogs 27 to 15. Yeah, no, that was a great game too. I mean, you feel for Sandpoint 0 2 to start the season, but I mean it was a, it was a really good game with with Coeur d'Alene on Friday night. I know it was kind of back and forth for the most part. There was some big plays that that the Vikings made. I know um, Sandpoint took an eight six lead with about less than a minute left before the half, and then uh, the Vikings just went on the two minute offense, came all the way down and put one in the end zone, took a thirteen eight lead at halftime, and then. Uh, they jumped out, and there was there was some costly plays for Sandpoint that that kind of cost them. I know that they were they were uh, driving down 2015 in the fourth quarter, and they had first and goal at the two yard line, and the Vikings stopped them. And then the Vikings went on their own uh, 96 yard uh, touchdown drive that basically sealed it for for Coeur d'Alene. So huge win though for Coeur d'Alene. I mean, coming off two losses against two of the best teams in the state the first two weeks to be able to get a big win over probably one of 4A's best teams. And now they have a bye week this week uh, to kind of um, relax before they have to play a good Lakeland team uh, coming up after that. So, yeah. yeah, I was really encouraged by Jamison Kizar, the quarterback for Coeur d'Alene, 216 yards, three touchdowns. You know, the first two games, Rigby and Rocky Mountain, those front sevens are fierce and um, he he struggled with pressure and and throwing under duress. And I mean, Sandpoint also has a really good front seven. So he was able to stand in this time and, and deliver and played really well. And to your point about Sandpoint, I think they're still working out the early season kinks, right? There's been some some penalties and there's been some you know, execution type stuff. The problem is, is that, you know, they're trying to figure these things out against two really good teams, Alta, Utah, and now Coeur d'Alene. But I, Sandpoint, I think is going to be totally fine, even though they're 0-2. Yeah, I was going to say Sandpoint's 0-2, but I saw the, the the state rankings just came out today. Uh, we're co- recording on Wednesday, and they're still ranked number four in 4A in the state. So they're, they'll they'll do all right. Yeah, fourth in the coaches poll, and I can't remember where the media poll was. I I vote in the media poll every week. I still had Sandpoint number two in in my yeah top five for four. Yeah, I think oh, I think they're they're fine. One note on that, I I don't know who did it, but one person did not vote for Kendrick as the the as the first place vote for uh, <laughs> for I the one D two level. I, I'm assuming it wasn't you, but no, um, I I just I thought that was kind of that that was a little bit of a slight there to. This is the Kendrick Tigers. <laughs> no, no doubt. And let's just say that my top five a lot of weeks differs greatly from what the top five is presented consensus wise. Um, so that's just well, you, you see all the teams throughout the state. Some of the writers probably just see just their area more than others, other areas. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little given and push and shove with that. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So Sandpoint was number two in my personal top five for, for the four a ranks. Um, let's, let's go back to, uh, the one a D one, uh, level where you had Kamii coming off a big win over Lapway in a white pine league conference game to start off their season. They had to host raft river, the one, a D one runner up from a year ago, they ended up losing 46 to 20, but I'll tell you, I just talked to raft rivers coach and he came away very impressed with Kamii. And he said, if we saw them again down the road in the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I mean, yeah, the, the Cubs showed last week what they could do with that big win over Lapway to start the season. And so I, I think, you know, obviously that's a tough loss, but I, I again, they'll bounce back. They're going to be one of the better teams. They're going to compete in the in the White Pine League there and um, and everything. And so, yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about that, that, that loss there. I mean, Raft River, again, is one of the top ranked teams um, in the state as well. And so, you know, you're going to, you know, it was, a, it was a tough game. They came out, the, the score probably looks worse than what it actually was. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure the Cubs will be fine this, this year and, and do well. Yeah. And, and for Kamii, um, the fact that they already beat Lapway, a team they're going to be competing with for playoff positioning or, or white pine positioning, um, is a big feather in their cap and, um, hosting Raft River, um, ultimately isn't going to do much in terms of their max preps ranking. It might actually help them out a little bit as we go down the line. Let's talk about uh, also from the eight man ranks. Uh, this was our first kind of clue as to how the one AD two North star league might go where you had Mullen St. Regis taking on the Wampus cats of Clark Fork. That might be my favorite, most favorite <laughs> nickname of all the uh, teams in Idaho, the Wampus cats from Clark Fork, um, because these two had been battling it out for first and second in years past. And well, once again, Mullen St. Regis proving that they are uh, still the team to beat up there in the one AD two ranks. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that was a great win for, for Mullen St. Regis um, over Clark Fork, a close game too. I mean, I know we said last week, Mullen St. Regis had lost their, their opener, but it was against a really great team from Montana. And so to come back and bounce back and get that first win's huge. Um, I know, especially in that, that division, they kind of, every team plays each other twice, um, I believe. So to get that first win over um, the Wampus Cats, as, as you said, is, is huge for them. I uh, know for some individual players, Caleb Ball threw four touchdowns and four of them were, or sorry, two of them were caught by um, wide receiver Blake Layton. And so, um, you know, some good individual performances there and a, a big win for them. For Clark Fork, they turn around um, and they play against Wallace, who's 2-0 to start the year. And that's huge for both of those schools because, again, if you want to win the, win the North Star League this year, you're going to have to beat each other up. And so... Um, whoever wins that will have a big leg up in trying to to match Mall and St. Regis uh, in the, the division there. Yeah, the Tigers get a 60 to 42 win. And in years past, the North Star League only got one team into the playoffs. Um, so like last year, Clark Fork was like six and three and very deserving of a playoff spot. But because the 1AD2 bracket is all predetermined, only one team got to go. And that was Mall and St. Regis. This year, the North Star League gets two bids. So this game Friday between Wallace and Clark Fork um, could give us an early indicator on who that second playoff team might be. It's going to be a big matchup for sure. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, let, let's talk Kellogg. Boy, another week, <laughs> another another 50 burger. Uh, this time they play Newport High from Washington, an out-of-state opponent. Always tough to gauge the Idaho schools versus the Washington schools because we don't follow Washington as closely as we do Idaho. But 
boy, 50 nothing shutout, and the Luna Twins were at it again. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like you said, the, the Lunas are uh, continuing to dominate up here in the, the 2A ranks um, in football. Uh, Ripley threw six touchdown passes, five of them to his brother Colby. So, I mean, the two of them just playing pitch and catch all day. They've uh, been uh, putting up some points, like you said, 50 points last week and uh, win over 4A Moscow. And then uh, this week to come back and, and get another 50 nothing uh, win is, is pretty good. And yeah, I don't, I was just looking down through Kellogg's schedule a little bit. I know they play some Washington schools again. I don't know quite as much about, but I could definitely see them running the table this year uh, going into the playoffs, just the way that they're playing so far to start out. Yeah, and it's not just Colby Luna. You know, Varick Meredith is a great receiver as well. Um, they, they, they've got weapons galore, and they all play both ways. So they all contribute defensively to that Kellogg success as well as they pitch the shutout. Um, let, let's touch on a game that happened Thursday night. Lakeland hosted Columbia in a non-conference game, and the Hawks got a 35-10 to victory. Lakeland is now off to a 3-0 start, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, 3-0 for the first time since 2014 for the Hawks. Uh, great way to start the season. We know we talked last week. They got the big rivalry win over Lake City to come back and, you know, in a short week, get a huge win at home like that. Um, I know I read the write-up. There are some definitely some things they could still learn from that, but you're always going to learn. Some, you'd rather uh, learn some lessons and a win than a loss. And so to start out the year 3-0 is huge. Um, I know this week they're going to be playing West Valley um, on the road, at another Washington team there. Um, but then... In the following week, they're going to be uh, hosting Coeur d'Alene, which that's going to be a huge matchup. And so, you know, that's uh, it's very important for Lakeland to continue the, the streak that they have going on right now and continue that momentum because they, they're going to have some big games coming up um, in the, the IEL with the 5A teams and the 4A, obviously, with Sandpoint um, down the road. Definitely. And then we had a ton of teams um, start the year with a loss and rebound and get their first win of the year. I'm going to list them all, and then you tell me which one – uh, stood out the most to you. So Timberlake beat Shadle Park high from Spokane, Washington, 30 to 27 in, in a in a late come from behind win. Deary shut out Kootenai 78 to nothing. You had uh, Lake City defeat the Raymond Comets from Alberta, Canada, 36 to 22. Uh, Priest River shut out Medical Lake, Washington, 28 to nothing. Post Falls defeated Timberline uh, from Boise, 34 to 6. Which which of those was the most impressive? Oh man, that's that's tough to say. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of great wins there from that that bunch. Just a couple highlights from from those those games though. Um, Priest River that was a big win for them. Just they're down in the two A ranks now. I know that they're they're hoping to compete for a playoff spot this year potentially, and so to get a nice uh, shutout win like that to start the year is a good confidence boost. And I think we're going to get a good telling of, of the Spartans. They, they do play, they host Newport, who is the team that Kellogg just shut out 50 nothing. So I think that that could be a good um, litmus test to see, you know, how good are the Spartans? Can they compete um, in, the, in the 2A Central Idaho League? Um, but I will say some of, the, some of the other wins, though, Timberlake, I just wanted to mention this just because I thought it was really funny. Um, that they have two players, Vaughn Higgins and Hunter Higgins. I don't know if you know if they're brothers or related or not, but um, they both uh, really carried the load, no pun intended, for for the Tigers in that win. 
Uh, 31 carries, 142 yards, three touchdowns for Vaughn Higgins. He also kicked three extra points and had a 24-yard field goal in the win. And then Hunter Higgins, um, who also is a standout basketball player for the Tigers, 17 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and I love this quote from head coach Kelly Amos. Uh, he said, the engineering firm of Higgins and Higgins, uh, that's that's who led them uh, in, in, that, in that win over Shadle Park. So a good win for, for Timberlake. I will say, though, I think maybe the, the performance of the week could have been um, for the, for Post Falls. Um, they got the, the big win over Timberline um, from Boise. And uh, running back Jake Bustamante had five touchdowns, um, all of them on the ground for Post Falls. And uh, that tied a school record in that win. So I think that those are some some good performances there. Um, and I, it's hard to pick one that's the best. But um, there you go. There's some highlights. <laughs> Well, I'm going to make you do the same thing now with some of the teams from District 2. Uh, Lapway beat Timberline of Weipe 82 to 18. Uh, we talked about Deary shutting out Kootenai 78 to nothing. You had um, Pot Potlatch defeat Genesee 90 to 40. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. Lewiston defeated Capital 52 to 21, and Prairie defeated Troy in White Pine League action 68 to 32. What stood out from those contests? Again, yeah, some great wins for, for some teams. I think, I mean, the 90 points dropped by the Potlatch loggers really stood out to me as just, I mean, that's a statement right there in your first game of the year. They put up 30 points in the second quarter and 30 points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, some just huge stats. I know um, IdahoSports.com, we put out the three stars for eight-man football. Um, one of those this week was Wyatt Johnson uh, for the loggers, 17 carries, 200 and 29 yards, four touchdowns on the ground. But then his defensive line also is quite impressive. 17 tackles, including four tackles for loss and an interception. So, I mean, both sides of the ball, he just absolutely dominated for Potlatch this week. Um, but, I mean, like you said, a lot of teams had some good wins there. Um, you know, I mean, for Prairie to get a win, that's who Prairie and Potlatch play this week. I think that that's going to be a really good game for both teams. Um, just, I mean, seeing what Potlatch did that, that last week and then Prairie kind of bouncing back from their, their first um, loss to Oakley with a nice win over Troy. So I think that'll be a good matchup to look for this week. Yeah, you mentioned the 30-point quarters for Potlatch in the second and fourth. And I believe each quarter was like a 30-6. to six. They outscored Genesee 30 to six in the second and 30 to six in the fourth or something ridiculous. It was really quite, quite a spectacle for sure. So yeah, the white pine and that's kind of how the white pine league is. It's like the big 12 in college football. There's a lot of shootouts. I mean, even like Clearwater Valley beat Logos 68, 58. Like those are, those are pretty common up North in the white pine league. So if you like offense, that's definitely the league for you. Let's, let's look ahead to what's coming up this Friday. Let's start with a game. So we already talked about Wallace and Clark Fork. That's going to be an important battle up in the North Star League. Um, let, let's talk about this Potlatch Prairie matchup. These are the, the thing with Potlatch now is after scoring 90 points against Genesee, they're, they're not going to be sneaking up on anybody. So, you know, Prairie's going to be ready and prepared. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, especially with that game being played at Prairie, you have to give the Pirates, a, you know, a little leg up there and in, in that that the pot that Palach is going to have to travel to them. But like you said, I mean, you have Prairie has the tape on them. Now they've seen what what their offense can do. And so they're going to have to see if their defense can slow them down. I mean, 
I, I don't know. I th- the way that they performed offensively, you would think that, that Potlatch can be able to keep that up. But um, the, who knows? Maybe it was just a one-week thing. Maybe Genesee is struggling in that game. And so I think that that will be a great matchup in the, the 1A, D1, White Pine there. I mean, those are, again, two teams that are going to be vying for playoff spots against one another. So uh, really a huge matchup for both teams. And, uh, yeah, it's at Prairie. So, you, you, yeah, they have home field advantage. But, um, you know, we'll see if they can slow down the run game for the Loggers. Yeah, and Prairie did make a quarterback change in that game last week. So for the first game of the year when they played Oakley, they started a sophomore, Levi Hines. And last week they they went with a senior, Colton McElroy. And so um, we'll see who lines up under center for Prairie in this matchup. It'll be an important ball game, though, with Potlatch. Um, also in the eight-man ranks uh, at the D2 level, you've got Lewis County off to a, a 2-0 start. And you talked about the great quote from Coach Amos to the Coeur d'Alene Press. <laughs> Um, head coach Monty Madrell, he, he, he always delivers. Yeah. I saw this quote too. (laughs) These, these excellent post-game quotes, um, to the Lewiston Tribune. He said, uh, the game last Friday, they beat Tri-Valley 34 to 16. And he said the game was hotter than the surface of the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know they were dealing with, with some, uh, temperatures, uh, nearing or around triple digits there. I think that they were, I believe the game was played at Nespers. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so they they had some hot temperatures, but I mean, they also had some hot play from their quarterback too, um, Ty Hamby. He counted for all five of the Eagles touchdowns in that win, four, four of them on the ground and one through the air. Um, and yeah, they're going to be back at Nez Perce again uh, this Friday with a good game against Council. Um, so I think that that'll be another good matchup, but yeah, a great way to start the season for Lewis County um, with uh, starting 2-0. So we'll see what they can can do the rest of the year. Yeah, Ty Hambly is such a great athlete, and and Coach Madrell also singled out the offensive and defensive linemen that help the skilled players make those plays. Uh, another quote to the Lewiston Tribune, he said they, quote, did business. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I got to love Coach Madrell there. So, yes, Lewis County, 2-0. and They are hosting Council, the preseason favorite from District 3. So this will be a big measuring stick game for the Eagles to see, you know, just where do they stack up in the – 1A D2 hierarchy. They're in the same conference as Kendrick. And, you know, I don't think Lewis County's going to knock off Kendrick for, for the league title, but um, two teams do make the playoffs. And Lewis County's got a great chance to get that second uh, playoff spot after just missing out a year ago. So I know they're definitely motivated to get back to the postseason. Um, also in the eight man ranks, a game that's going to be on IdahoSports.com this Friday night, Clearwater Valley. And the D1 ranks is going to make the trip down to notice to play the the preseason favorite from District 3. Um, This will be a good battle for Coach Allen Hutchins and the Rams. The Rams are off to a 2-0 start. Uh, Notice is 1-1, but one of those losses came to Kendrick. So, you know, it's not really 1-1, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, notice like proved last week that that they're a good team. And so, yeah, really great matchup for Clearwater Valley. Um, Again, off to a nice 2-0 start. They had that big win over Logos uh, last week. Um, in that win, um, Bass Myers had 15 carries, 275 yards, and four touchdowns. So um, hope that you can uh, do another performance like that for the Rams this week as uh, they're going to need it against notice. Definitely. Um, another game that's going to be on IdahoSports.com this Friday night, uh, Lake City. They, I'll tell you, they're getting creative with the schedule. So they play Raymond, Alberta, Canada, the Raymond Comets, and, and get a win. And now they're going to be traveling to Oregon 
for a uh, a neutral site contest. They're going to play Emmett, which is an Idaho team, but they're going to meet kind of in the middle in Baker City, Oregon. They're going to play at Baker High School. It's actually part of a doubleheader um, involving th- three of the four schools will be Idaho schools. Homedale will also be playing Baker High School from Oregon, and we're going to have both of those games on IdahoSports.com, so Lake City fans can tune in and watch the Timberwolves take on an Emmett Huskies team that even though they're 4A, pretty good and a pretty explosive offense. Yeah, that'll be an exciting game uh, for Lake City. I'll definitely have my eye on both of those uh, games. Obviously, Homedale's not North Idaho, but next week they they are going to be traveling up to take on Sandpoint, so <clears throat> excuse me, that'll be a good game. To keep an eye on, um, but the Timberwolves, um, yeah, got a nice win over over Raymond, and now uh, to get another uh, solid matchup with a um, a team from Emmett will be a, a good game for them, and hopefully they can get another win. Uh, I know last week uh, they had wide receiver uh, Zach Johnson; he had five catches for 112 yards and three touchdowns. <clears throat> Excuse me, and so hopefully he can uh, uh, have another good performance. I'm gonna take a drink of water now. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's totally fine. The last game we wanted to, to highlight for this weekend is um, you know, I will I will give a special shout out. Lewiston is gonna play Clarkston. That's a big annual rivalry game between the Bengals and the Bantams. Um, but in terms of Idaho only matchups, um Timberlake is going to take on McCall Donnelly, a, a McCall Donnelly team that's catching votes in, in both the coaches and media polls. They're a really good team from District 3. And for Timberlake, this is a good opportunity for them to see where they stack up with another playoff team from a year ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, Timberlake has really put together a pretty good schedule here. I mean, I know that it's, it's a challenge with the 3A. There's only it's just them and Bonners Ferry now in the, the IML. And so they've put together a good schedule of some some non-conference games. And yeah, that'll be a great game to get to travel down to McCall Donnelly. Like you said, I mean, a potential playoff preview right there for for the Tigers. And um, you have to see if the, the Higgins and Higgins uh, engineering firm can bring it again uh, for, for Timberlake. But uh It'll be a good matchup one way or the other, win or lose for them. Definitely. McCall Donnelly off to a 2-0 start this year. We also have uh, Friday night on IdahoSports.com Post Falls. We'll host Sunnyside High School from Washington. Um, Brian Hall will be on the call for that game at 7 o'clock from Post Falls on IdahoSports.com. And I'll give a a quick shout-out to your Bonners Ferry Badgers. They're going to travel to Montana. Actually, they're going to host from Montana the Libby loggers that's where my dad grew up uh, i'm from montana originally my dad grew up in libby i've been to libby i don't know 50 million times in my life i know the rivalry between libby and bonner's ferry is a good one so that should be a great game up in your neck of the woods as well yeah no that'll be a, that'll be a great game uh, at home here for bonner's ferry um i'm not sure if i'll get to make out to the game or not but i know that um hopefully the badgers can put up another good performance two and out to start the year um with a couple of good wins they've been look good defensively they gave up shut out the first week and then uh, only three points last week um to grangeville which shout out to grangeville though i mean they stayed tough in that game i know it was eight to three all the way up until like the last final minutes of that game against bonners ferry last week and grangeville i believe i saw somewhere they only have like 13 players on their varsity roster they have a their numbers are pretty down and so you know, that was a great performance last week, even in a loss to Bonners Ferry. They are tough in Grangeville, that's for sure. And they always put together a very rigorous schedule. Some some by choice, some by just proximity and teams that are close to them. So, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Grangeville as well. Uh, speaking of Bonners Ferry, their girls' soccer team has very quietly been flying under the radar uh, in the Intermountain League for girls' soccer. We, we know about Coeur d'Alene Charter, right? They're kind of the premier program until somebody knocks the Panthers off 
they're going to be tough to beat. And and the Panthers are four and zero in um, in league action, uh, or, or they're four and zero overall, three and zero in league action. And but Bonner's Ferry is also sitting there at five and zero overall, and they're four and zero in conference play. So these two appear to be headed for a showdown in girls soccer. Yeah, no, I think that that's going to be a great matchup. I think we'll talk boys and girls side is going to be some good soccer matchups up here in the 3A IML this weekend and early next week. Um, but yeah, like you said, Bonners Ferry, I mean, I don't know if they were necessarily expected to be um, one of the top teams. I know uh, I'm pretty sure Timberlake and Coeur d'Alene Charter were the two teams picked for the the IML, but um, Bonners Ferry is a pretty young team. They've kind of flown under the radar. They've had some good, um, their kind of leading scorers have been Brenly uh, Hymns. Maya Blackmore um so the you know the Badgers you know maybe can sneak up and and compete potentially in the the IML I mean it's going to be a tough matchup um away at Coeur d'Alene Charter this week um and Coeur d'Alene Charter showed that they're at this at this point they're the best team the team to beat I mean they they knocked off Timberlake 3-1 last week um and they they won the the league last year so It'll be a good matchup for Bonners Ferry to again kind of see where they're they're at. I mean, five and zero to start the year is a great way to start off, but but now we really see what what it's like here competing uh, against the Panthers. Yeah, that'll be Saturday, uh, a Saturday matchup, Bonners Ferry at uh, Coeur d'Alene Charter at the Real Life Fields uh, over in Post Falls. That'll be a fantastic matchup. And lest we forget, Coeur d'Alene Charter uh, started the season with a twenty-two nothing win. They set a school record for most goals in one game and they had six different players record a hat trick. So it's, it's a deep and versatile lineup for the Panthers to be certain. So um, good luck to the Badgers in that matchup. Yeah. Let's talk about boys soccer um, in the Intermountain League and and, and then Bonners Ferry, not only will they play quarter lane charter on Saturday, but then they'll play Timberlake the following Monday. So we're going to, we're going to figure out the hierarchy of the IML pretty in pretty quick order here Um, on the boys side. Let's let's stick with the three AIML because you've got the same matchup on the boys' side. Quarterline Charter is going to take on Bonner's Ferry this Saturday, and the Badger boys are off to a great start as well. Five and zero and one overall, four and zero in Intermountain League play. Quarterline Charter scuffling a bit. They're they're two and one and one overall, two and two and or excuse me, two and two and one overall, two and one and one in conference play it gets really confusing with the draws sometimes right yeah i know yeah it's, i'm i'm never sure yeah like which how to put like line it up when i'm writing it i guess it's wins losses then ties but it can be confusing yes. um but yeah no it, it'll be a great uh, couple of matchups for the badgers on the boys side as well um i will just say off the bat that i am uh, obviously a little favored towards Bonners Ferry. My brother-in-law is the goalie, actually, for the Bonners Ferry Badgers. So shout out to Roger Naylor. Um, he's only given up two goals all year. So <laughs> um, that's a, a really um, exciting for them. They, they're off to a great start. But again, uh, you're going to see, like you said, who's going to who's the best team in the in the IML? Is it Quarterlane Charter again, who won it last season? But um, you know they've faltered a little bit to start the year. Timberlake's off to a really good start, four and one. Um, and so Bonners Ferry will play both teams first quarter lane charter Saturday and then um, at Timberlake on Monday. And so um, really some some great matchups that I'm really looking forward to. I'm hoping to be at both of those games uh, just to see the both them in person. And so, um, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see. Um, I know so far, like you said, quarter lane charter, they did. They lost to Timberlake. Um, last week by a score of four to one. So, I mean, Timberlake looked pretty, pretty dominant in that game. Hayden Jones scored a couple games, a, a couple goals for the, the tiger, the tigers in that game. And then, um, Coeur d'Alene Charter also 
got a draw against Orofino, which I just wanted to give a shout out to the Maniacs too, because um, they're actually a co-ed team. They don't have enough for girls and boys, and their back line of defenders are all girls, and they are really good. Like, honestly, probably, I've gone to almost all the Byron's Ferry games this year, probably some of the best defenders I've seen uh, play so far this season. Yeah, Orofino, we, we hope in the future we'll have enough girls to have the, a girls soccer team, but you're right. Right now it is a mix. They're the only team in the league that has that. It makes it unique and you're right. Orofino actually is not bad this year either. You know, Bonners Ferry played Orofino and um, they needed two late second half goals from Nick Eastman to pull out the, uh, the two Oh win. So, you know, keep an eye on Orofino as well. They're, they're going to yeah. be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was telling my father-in-law um, who, yeah, I was like, Orofino is that sneaky team. You don't want to necessarily face them in the first round of the playoffs. They could, like, I, I could very easily see them knocking off any of the top three teams. I mean, they played Bonners very tough. It was 2-0, Timberlake 3-0. So it was a, another close game. And then they tied against Coeur d'Alene Charter. So they definitely have showed that they're, they're a contender this year in the 3A IML. Definitely. Let's go to the 5A, 4A Inland Empire League. Uh, girls soccer, you had Sandpoint beat Moscow. They got revenge after getting upset in the district championship last year. Sandpoint was undefeated. That league only gets one team to state. Moscow happened to, despite being heavily outshot by Sandpoint, Moscow found a way to knock off the Bulldogs and go to state instead. Sandpoint got revenge, and then Moscow turned around and beat Lewiston on Saturday, which was impressive. And then on the boys' side, Coeur d'Alene and Sandpoint battled to a 0-0 draw last Thursday. You don't see that often in high school soccer and both teams continuing to look really impressive in their respective classifications. Yeah, I was especially impressed by Sandpoint in that game. I mean, because Coeur d'Alene, excuse me, not Coeur d'Alene Charter, with the Vikings have been, you know, dominating the competition so far this year for the most part. And so for Sandpoint to earn that that draw was was really huge for them. I think that both those teams are kind of standing out as the two favorites and um, in the I, the IEL, excuse me, um, the uh, and so I think that 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 was you know a good a good game and then. Coming up this week, uh, the Vikings are going to be playing Moscow, who's three and two on Thursday, and then uh, the Bulldogs. Sam Point's going to be hosting Lake City, um, who is um, off to a three one and one start. So, so the Timberwolves, you know, are a competitor there in, in the the uh, IEL as well. So um, that that game's on Saturday between Sam Point and Lake City. So definitely some good matchups. But um, yeah, that was that was really I was. Intrigued to see that that result there um, with with Quarterlane and Sandpoint with the nothing nothing draw. We'll see kind of how those two teams shape out the rest of the way. Yeah, and and the Lake City girls, defending five A state champions, kind of quietly going about their business. They're not. I mean, they're they're only picked third in the most recent soccer coaches poll, and I think they're just fine with that. Hey, yeah, let us fly under the radar, and we'll just go ahead and win state again. You know, in October, no no big deal. Um, all right, let's talk volleyball. There was a big match last night. Coeur d'Alene playing Post Falls in Inland Empire League action. Post Falls is the two-time defending IEL champ. They were the preseason favorites coming in, but it's Coeur d'Alene getting a 3-2 to two win in five sets over the Trojans. Yeah, that was a really exciting match last night. Um, and I, obviously, but the Vikings coming out victorious there in that one. But, I mean, there's some great volleyball up here in North Idaho. I mean, the a couple of those teams, I mean, Coeur d'Alene um, is now 9-0. and Post Falls falls to 9-1 and on the year. Both of them have been very dominant to start the year. And Lake City's also looked really good as well in the 5A um, ranks. I believe that they haven't been beaten yet. Um, and so, you know, there's some, some, good te- some good teams up here. That was a great match last night. Um, 
I'll make sure I pronounce it correct this time. Maddie Simmons. Is that it? Simmons? Yeah, Simmons. Uh, <laughs> she had 26 <laughs> kills, 13 digs. And then I also just want to give a shout out too to Viking sophomore Elizabeth Hardy. She got um, got called up from JV, had 22 assists and nine digs in that game um, in the win over the Trojans. Um, and the Trojans were led by Kylie Monday, who had 22 kills, 26 assists, and 14 digs. So, um, you know, those are some great teams. Hope um, potentially both state playoff caliber teams this year um, and it'll be great to see them compete um, as the season goes on yeah and a lot of those athletes that play volleyball play girls basketball as well and it was kind of a free-for-all in girls hoops last year so it's kind of looking like it might be the same uh again up north with all those 5a um squads that are so great um let's talk about the the one a's um genesee um, so, so in, in the white pine league, the one AD one for the past couple of years, it's been Troy and potlatch. Those are the two big teams that everybody kind of circles on the calendar to try and knock out and no surprises, but Troy and potlatch again, looking pretty good to start the year. Yeah, no, there's, um, you know, all three of them, potlatch, Troy and Genesee are all, um, really off to great starts, uh, so far this season, all undefeated in regular season play. I know some of them have lost some games in the different tournaments they've competed in, but as far as regular season play, all of them, uh, have yet to lose a match. And so we have some really great matchups, um, with them coming up this, this next week too. I know potlatch is going to be, um, playing at Troy on Monday and, uh, and then also Genesee, the Bulldogs are going to be at Troy on um, Tuesday. So that'll be back-to-back days with some good matchups there for the Troy Trojans. Um, but the Troy Trojans also do have a big try match too at Orofino this this weekend. Um, they're going to be playing, matching up with uh, the Maniacs and also uh, Horseshoe Bend, who was the 1A D2 champs last year. So that'll be some good matches to see where they're at this year. That horseshoe Ben team is legit. They could beat five A teams. They're they're that good. So that'll be a great test um, for Troy coming up this weekend. You're right. And then at the one A D two level, Saint John Bosco has really emerged as it. You know, in in volleyball the last couple of years, really Deary has been kind of the premier team in in the one A D two White Pine League. And uh, here comes Saint John Bosco uh, out to a hot start. They had conference wins over uh, Timberline and. Uh, who was the other team they beat in conference play? Oh, I just had it pulled up. I <laughs> it wasn't Highland, was it? Yeah, it was. It was Highland. You're right. Okay. Uh, All right, Highland. <laughs> so they beat Highland and, and Timberline. They're off to a two and zero start in league play. But then last night they played Deary. And this one goes the distance, goes all five sets, and Deary picks up the three to two win. This was an exciting match as well. Deary won uh, 23 25-22, 25-27, 15-7. So St. John Bosco down two to one, had to go extra in the fourth set. They win at 27-25 to send it to the fifth, but I think they just ran out of gas. And so for Deary, um, showing again that maybe they're the team to beat, but the Patriots of St. John Bosco also looked good. At one point in the match last night, Trinity Wood racked up 10 consecutive points in service for the Mustangs. So um, that White Pine League, uh, the gap may have closed between Deary and everyone else. Yeah, no, there's there'll be some some good competition there in the White Pine. I know, like you said, St. John Bosco, the Patriots off to two and one uh, with that that loss last night, but um, you know got got some good wins to start the year. Kendrick's also two and one to start the year as well. So um, you know some good competition there in the the one A D two um, ranks, and uh, yeah, there'll be more good uh, volleyball to keep track of the rest of the way. 
definitely. Uh, there's so much good quality competition going on up north, and uh, it's hard to get everything jam-packed into uh, a 30 to 40 minute prep cast each week. But Christian, I thought we did a, whoop, I knocked him off the screen. I did so good. I kicked you off. Now I bring you back in. Well, we, we did a great job running through it all. I thought, I thought we got to as much as we possibly could. Yeah, no, that was great. Thank you again for, for having me back this week. I'm uh, enjoyed being on here. I'm always available in the bullpen if you need me. So um, yeah, it's it great to be part of this and exciting to, I'll keep following all the, the North Idaho games and everything so we can, uh, keep track and uh, be here if you ever need uh, me to step in again. Certainly. We, we might have you on retainer. Our, our normal uh, North Idaho expert, Ryan Skaggs should be back next week. Although, you know, last year he missed like six weeks in a row. He got COVID and it was really bad. And uh, I, hopefully he doesn't get COVID again. Hopefully nobody gets COVID ever again, mm. but um, we'll, we'll keep you on retainer Christian, just in case. All right. So. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the North Idaho PrepCast, everybody. Uh, and again, if there's a story, a team, an athlete that you want us to feature or to talk more about, send me an email, brandon at idahosports.com, and, and uh, we'll, we'll break down whatever you want us to break down. So, all right. For Christian Wiener, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.